Hello, everyone, and welcome to what is sure to be a, well, an interesting episode of High Scores and High Spots. I am Ryan. With me is my co-host who, well, we, we just got a lot to get to, so we're going to speed through this. It's Nathan. <laughs> yeah, this might be the biggest news story in the history of pro wrestling. Um, for clarity reasons, we are recording this Friday, um, and... Well, we're going to lead off with it. It's 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 all over the place and we've got a lot of now uh branching storylines off of the main storyline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh Vince McMahon has announced his retirement from WWE. Uh he has announced he is stepping down from CEO um and uh chairman which is I mean, this is a thing that we've all been speculating was going to happen but we never thought it would legitimately happen. Yeah. It's, and we didn't expect him to flat out come out and say he's retiring. Cause that was the, that was the naughty word for him. You know, yeah. he, uh, he, he acted like he was never going to retire until he died. Yeah. This is uh, I had the full step. When we get the full statement um, from Vince McMahon uh, on the WWE corporate page, um, as I approach 77 years old, I feel it's time for me to retire as chairman and CEO of WWE. Throughout the years, it's been a privilege to help WWE bring you joy, inspire you, thrill you, surprise you, and always entertain you. I would like to thank my family for mightily contributing to our success. And I'd also like to thank all of our past and present superstars and employees for their dedication and passion for our brand. Most importantly, I'd like to thank all of our fans for allowing us into your homes every week and being your choice of entertainment. I told I hold the deepest appreciation and admiration for our generations of fans all over the world who have liked, currently like, and sometimes even love our form of sports entertainment. Our global audience can take comfort in knowing WWE will continue to entertain you with the same fervor, dedication, and passion as always. I am extremely confident in the continued success of WWE, and I leave our company in the capable hands of an extraordinary group of superstars, employees, and executives. In particular, both chairwoman and co-CEO Stephanie McMahon and co-CEO Nick Khan. As, as the majority shareholder, I will continue to support WWE in any way I can. My personal thanks to our community and business partners, shareholders, and board directors. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Then now forever together. So, there you go. Yep, it's real. It happened. At first, I saw this on Twitter. I didn't see this statement. I saw on Twitter. I was like, oh, he got hacked. Like, there's no way this is real. And then I saw this statement, and I was like, oh, my God. Um, so, yes. So, Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon are now co-CEOs. I would be under the assumption that Nick Khan is going to run the business side of the, the, the business, you know, and the money and the business. And then Stephanie is going to be in charge of the wrestling side, I would assume. Um, the television and wrestling side, because that's her specialty. Nick Khan is more the, the business guy. Um, right. Nick Khan went from just being like president or vice president to now being co-CEO. <laughs> um, along with this, uh, the news broke. The news broke before this that Triple H is now has been reinstated back to his old job um, as. CEO is he? I guess of talent relations. relations. Executive vice president of talent relations. Uh, He used to have that job a couple years ago. He was kind of demoted, um, kind of lost everything, and now he's back as as EVP of talent relations, um, which means Bruce Pritchard's stay as talent relations head was very short, a couple weeks. (laughs) Yeah. 
So the, the big thing here, Nathan, is what what's the future going to be look like now without Vince, without, you know, and I would, I'm not going to say this is true, but I would be under the assumption that all of Vincent Mann's guys are probably going to either leave on their own or be asked to uh, leave. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Tom Pritchard, uh, or is that his name? Yeah. Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard. Tom's his brother. Yeah. Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> He still has like two other jobs that he's been doing for him. So he might be there a little bit longer. And Kevin Dunn is still their TV dude. And I, but you know, with all the allegations that came out with Vince, uh, we found out that this was one of the first things we found out that uh, Kevin Dunn had apparently sold a bunch of his shares right before it came out. So if something happens with that, he could be on his way out too. And, you know, I mean, they could all be gone because those are the three guys. Those are his guys. Those are his yes men. So if all three of them are gone, we are definitely in a totally new era of WWE. Uh, They have not announced uh, right now, though, as of right now, we're recording this. They're having a meeting with reportedly all hands on deck, which I'm guessing that means wrestlers, and all the backstage people, everybody, all hands yeah. on deck meeting. So maybe they, because they right now they haven't announced a new head of talent relation or of uh, creative. creative, which, which yeah. is like the big one. You know, that's the big one. That's the big job. Yeah. That's the one Vince McMahon was doing, apparently. Yeah, that was his thing. So they haven't. Um, technical difficulties, but, uh, so yeah, um, he, uh, you know, he was apparently doing that job. So will maybe Jeff Jarrett take that role? I mean, he was creative on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, He could take that role. I don't see triple H taking that role because that was kind of, that's kind of what got him in the heart condition trouble in the first place. Was well, also, creative. you don't want the same guy in charge of talent relations also in charge of creative. Yeah, that's, yeah. that could cause some problems. Um, you know, the kind of you don't want it, I just feel like that's going to cause some problems. I don't know who maybe would be Stephanie because that's what Vince did. Maybe Stephanie yeah. will do take over as the, the booker. I would just um, give it to Paul Heyman, honestly. I mean, that's an option, Paul Heyman. Um, I think, I mean, because the reason why these people like Heyman and Bischoff and all these people left was because of Vince, and he was so demanding, and it was, well, I don't see Stephanie doing 2 a.m. meetings. I don't see Stephanie doing, yeah, you know, all this stupid shit like that. So they might, Paul Heyman might be willing to do it now. That he he's on the show every week. He's there all the time anyway. Exactly. So, but uh, yeah, it, this is a new era of WWE, which I never thought we would see. Um, this is something that we've been I, talking about this since we started this podcast. Yes, uh, it's been years. People have been thinking this would happen. Um, it has finally happened. I think the shock of it still, uh, no one knows for sure what's going to happen. Obviously, there won't be immediate changes uh, with the programming. I. I well, I say that. 
<laughs> um, we are going to have some changes, it looks like, because on top of this news, the Vincent Man retired, Brock Lesnar has left SmackDown. Um, it is being reported that he was in um, Boston for SmackDown, and it's being reported that he just walked out. Um, he's main eventing SummerSlam in eight days. And yep. now he has just walked out of SmackDown. Yeah. Um, the only reason uh, Brock Lesnar was there is because of Vince McMahon. So um, he, they might talk him into doing the SummerSlam match. And then that might be the end of Brock Lesnar. Maybe. I mean, if he's legitimately, because again, yeah, he was only in WWE for Vince. And now if Vince is gone, what if he, I don't know, man, this is insane. And we like, what's he, what are they going to do? Like if Lesnar just says, you know what? I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm out. I don't need this anymore. What? Their whole build, the SummerSlam is done. Yeah. So, like I said, we're not going to see changes in creative. Um, we're definitely going to see some tonight unless they can convince Brock to come back, which is not going to happen, uh, I don't think. So, maybe all maybe the all-hands-on-deck meeting was to try to hold uh, Brock Lesnar hostage. <laughs> keep all hands. Everybody stop it. Um, apparently, Brian <laughs> Alvarez is reporting from several sources that Brock said, if he's gone, I'm gone. Oh, boy. Reporting Vince McMahon. Um, so if, if, if he's not coming back and if, because Brock has been known to do this, you know, yep. Brock has, takes his ball and goes home all the time. If he's, if he's legitimately pissed off that, uh, Vince is gone and he decides I'm done. We are eight days from SummerSlam. <laughs> well, it looks like, uh, looks like Matt Riddle might get his rematch. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. They've got someone they can call, Nathan. They got Goldberg waiting in the, in the wings. Oh, God damn. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this news completely caught me off guard. Um, at first, I thought it was a troll job. I really didn't think this was serious. Um, but this is crazy. Again, in the we're going to see – we might see this a lot. There might be a lot of people in WWE that are going to be upset with Vince Lee. I know he had his haters and never, but – you know, there were people in WWE that Vince was like their father, and right. they were very close to him. Like I maybe yeah, Roman. Then, I mean, you never know, Roman. Um, you never know. That's true. But on the opposite side of the spectrum, we might have people like the recently released or uh, supposedly Sasha Banks and uh, Naomi. Yes. Uh, Triple H had a statement saying that he is going to reach out to current talents and try to handle relationships better than what were handled and former talents. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe he can talk Naomi and uh, Sasha to come back. Maybe he can fix this women's tag team thing. And maybe he can fix a lot of stuff, Ryan. I mean, if Stephanie does take control of creative, that does, Kind of mean Triple H, too, because you know yeah, he's going to yes. be helping her with that. But it would also mean the women, because reportedly all the women in WWE love Stephanie. Like, 
a lot of them love her and they, they really respect her and look up to her. And that would maybe make some of them feel a little better. Cause apparently when Bruce Pritchard took like with, with Bruce Pritchard, and all of them, they all, a lot of the women just didn't, didn't like it. Right. That they were all kind right, of reports right. that a lot of the women were upset and they didn't feel like, but if Stephanie's there and she takes over and she's in charge of creative, then that might make the women feel better. And it might, you know, let, let the women get more shine than they are. I mean, they do we, a lot we better see, than, than other companies. We could see they, I mean, yeah, WWE's women's division is better than most, but they're still the women who feel, especially when John Lauren Ives came back and Bruce Bridge and a lot of people thought that was taking a step backwards. Um, right. You're in Vermoon report where they basically told her that you need to dress more sexy. Um, yeah. So th- we could see some drastic changes behind the scenes. We mm-hmm. already are. And uh, some of that will leak into on the screen eventually. I'm sure they're not just going to upward everything eight days before SummerSlam. Um, th- they're obviously going to keep to the status quo right now. I would say, and try to keep the storylines they have going. But then after SummerSlam, it could be a hard reboot. You know, it could be a reset of sorts. We're not going to come on screen and say it, but it could be after SummerSlam will be the the new era of WWE. Could be. Uh, Ryan, also, um, we got some more WWE. I guess we're – are we done with this story? Um, unless you have anything else you want to say on it, because right now, I mean, it just happened, so it's just initial stop talk. Uh, right. I'm sure uh, we'll find out if we, if the news breaks while we're re- recording this of who is in charge of creative, we will definitely yeah uh, let you guys because they, like I said they are having that meeting as we're recording this so something could come out pretty quick yes um also uh we have some WWE news former WWE wrestler Bo Dallas was arrested on a plane for being too intoxicated they had to land the plane and get him off of there and he got arrested that's a really great. Uh, Celebrating Liv Morgan's championship victory. That's what I was going to get ready to say. (laughs) That's a a, a great way to, you know, Liv Morgan's getting ready to have her first title defense and, and you're getting arrested. That that's great. Good job. (laughs) She's got to be loving that. (laughs) What a dumbass. Anyway, uh, Brian, let's get into these uh, couple shows here before we get into video games. You know, I went into the show before all this news broke that this was going to be, I was just gonna, I was gonna just dynamite show. I was like, man, I am, I'm ready to talk about this show. But then after everything happened, this show seems kind of it's not important anymore. But we're still gonna talk about it. Uh, but I'm not gonna rant like I was going to because it doesn't seem important about it anymore because uh, the wrestling world just changed completely. But yes, week two of Fighter Fest, uh, AEW Dynamite. This was a part of Shark Week or something, whatever. Yeah, Shark it, Week hasn't even started yet. Yeah, like, I don't it, know. it's like it's like next week. Yeah. But for some reason, they did the shark stuff this week, so that's weird. Um, we start the show off with Brody King and Darby Allen. Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> Brody King destroyed Darby Allen. Yeah. Darby Allen got, like, maybe four moves in. Yeah, this was a beatdown. This was insane. I did not expect that, especially in AEW, where they usually let all their wrestlers get all their shit in. Not this match. And uh, after he beat him down, uh, Darby Allen slid back into the ring. And then when he slid back in, he ate one of the nastiest looking gonzo bombs I've ever seen. God damn. Right on the top back of his neck. It was brutal. 
got pinned clean in the ring. So Brody King, uh, looking like a a star in this match. He is. He he's looking like more of a star than Malachi is. But I like this match. You know, I mean, that's it. It was realistic. It was what you would expect if these two actually got in a, in a match. You know, the he's way bigger than Darby, and Darby's offense that he got in was all, you know, last resort offense, run fast as he fucking could. Um, so yeah. made sense. I like this match. Uh, after the match, uh, King continued to beat down, walking a sleeper. Sting came out. Um, they were brawling. Uh, the lights go out. Uh, Malachi Sting Black, came out very slowly. He took his know, time Darby, to save his buddy. Darby yeah. getting destroyed. Um, when the lights came back on, Malachi Black and Sting were staring each other down. And then King chokes out Sting. Jesus. King chokes out Sting. And then Malachi Black hit the mist on him. And then Miro came to the stage and just stood there. I'm very confused <laughs> by that. And uh, he had sunglasses on. Yeah. What one was like, but they were different colored sunglasses. I was so confused. Yeah, because he got sprayed in the eye. I think they're going to do the same thing they did with uh, the what's her name. Oh, that's right. He did get the mist. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Where one of his eyes is a different color now. So that's just going to be the thing. We're going to have 18 people in this company with different eyes. <laughs> well, we got them in NXT too. So, well, they do. So there you go. Speaking of NXT, uh, Cole Carter, who we last saw. As two dimes, not only gets to wrestle tonight, he gets a fucking promo. Yeah, and a title match. What are we doing? What the fuck? Uh, but he came out and talked about it. Ricky Starks came out and said, the last time we saw you, you were swimming with the fishes. Now you're swimming with the sharks. Um, that was really crazy. That, like, I get, I would get it if it was somebody bigger. This guy was but, two dimes. He had two matches in NXT. He was two dimes. One of the minimal characters in WWE in NXT, and now they signed him. And apparently they signed him. Like, he's apparently... Oh, boy. What? Again, we'll get to this match later. He looked terrible in this match, but he still got a contract because he's an NXT guy. That's apparently all well, AEW does. Hopefully they just put him in ROH. Maybe. Um, then we had the Best Friends versus Blackpool Combat Club. Um, Regal was out here on commentary and Regal and Excalibur were going at it. Excalibur went on one of his rants about how Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy trained with some dude that I've never heard of that most people watching have probably never heard of. And they trained, we were Utah and then Regal, Regal tried to get some words in, but Excalibur wouldn't let him, uh, I don't know what happened here. I did. They were like, it seemed like legitimately they were like getting pissed off at each other because Regal couldn't get a word in over Excalibur. Yeah, Excalibur in this match did some. I think it was this match where he just went in yeah. his uh, crazy ways with move names and he went stuff into his and, rants and like yeah. all the stuff from the past that no one's heard of. Uh, Orange um, Cassidy was on uh, in the announce booth with them. Didn't say didn't much. really say a whole lot. Yeah. Well, it was funny. Which is he, was, he was talking about, you know, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor training with that guy. And he goes, Excalibur's going off. And he goes, right, Orange? And Orange goes, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, then people were like, oh. And then right. uh, Willa Yuta uh, catches uh, Chuck Taylor in a 
in a pin that was called a what? The seat belt. Yeah, the seat belt. And uh, and Orange Cassidy stood up, said, "Chuck taught him that," and walked off. That yeah. that was it. So um, the only thing I didn't like about this match, we Regal did a good job explaining it. We were you to got hit with two pile drivers, back to back, and he kicked out. Regal tried to explain it by saying that he learned from Claudio and Moxley and all of them how to move his head or some shit. But really, two pile drivers in a row? And I just... Yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. Moxley being in this match was so, like, he didn't fit <laughs> at all. No. Not, no. Only, not only because he was the world champion, but yeah. so weird. <laughs> Well, at least the world champion was on TV. That's better we could say when Hangman Page was a champion. True. Um, but it was a pretty good match. Then we saw a video package. The only reason, the only time they mentioned the ROH World Title match between Claudio and Jonathan Gresham. Um, Claudio was in the show later, but no mention of him getting a world title shot. Um, then we had Swerve and Lee coming out to celebrate their tag title win. They didn't get to say much at all. Uh, because Mark Sterling and Tony Nese, uh, uh interrupt him. Uh, Kevin Gates was at ringside, and Sterling asked him to sign the petition. He refused. Sterling said his music sucked, and then Gates hopped the barricade and I think legitimately punched Tony Nese in the face. Um, and then Strickland, uh, and then uh, Sterling turned around and smashed a cake in his face. What a stupid segment. Yeah, the... Mark Sterling, I mean, I get that he's the comedy character, comedy heel, but... He's a comedy heel, but this is your first appearance as the new tag team champions, and this is what they get? Yeah. No real competitors to challenge them, no real... And what's weird is it's all about... It's all about Swerve. Yeah, we was just there. Yeah. <laughs> There's still, like, that tag team that don't really get along too much. Yeah, because like Swerve... Swerve had the guest, that was his guest that was with, yeah. there with him. And they and had the he, doing. He threw the he threw the cake in the face. Yeah, and they had doing chants with like back. They were both trying to get like the better chant, and yeah. it was just weird. Um, John Silver and Alex Reynolds are backstage with Butcher and the Blade. Um, they gave him a Tell Butch what? shirt. I'm assuming that was a shot at WWE. I guess. Um, and then they attacked him, and then Hangman made the save again. Stupid segment. Yeah. Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus the Varsity Bonds. This was over very quickly. Luchasaurus. Yeah. Christian did nothing. Um, and Luchasaurus just destroyed both men. Um, and then after the match, he is back. Jungle Boy is back with a chair. Now, I'm yeah, hoping we, we get a little bit more explanation. Because yeah. this made no sense. So for weeks now, Luchasaurus has been Christian. Whatever Christian says, Luchasaurus does. Without hesitation. And then as soon as Jungle Boy comes in, they don't even say anything. They just look at each other, and then Luchasaurus just moves out of the way, and then Jungle Boy chases Christian away. This, yeah, where would it's like he's only been a heel for two, like three weeks. Yeah, I'm not sure what was going on here. I'm hoping we get a little bit more explanation next week because right now I'm confused as hell. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think Luchasaurus should, should have definitely stayed a heel. I don't want to see these guys get back together because no, I think. This was the perfect jungle time boy needs to be on his own. Yeah, this was the jungle boy moment to be heat face. He should have had to face Luchasaurus first. 
to get to Christian. He yeah. had to beat Luchasaurus. He wouldn't want to do it, and then he'd eventually do it. He'd beat Luchasaurus, and then at the next pay-per-view all out, it would be Christian versus Jungle Boy. Right. Instead, we're just going to get them back together, apparently. <sighs> I'm hoping it's a swerve. I hate swerves, but I'm hoping they swerve it again, and next week, Luchasaurus turns back heel, because at this point, <laughs> I don't want yeah. to see like. Uh, I'm hoping we get an explanation because right now it's I don't like it. Um, yeah. The Gun Club ad- address Acclaim's challenge, and basically they're going to have a rap battle, uh, Awesome Gun and Caster on Rampage, and then the winner gets to pick the stipulation for their match. All right. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, that's different. They're entertaining. Uh, then we had Cole Carter versus Ricky Starks with the title. Cole Carter did not look good at all here. I didn't no, think he did at least. He- he messed up a few things. Um, yet he got a contract out of it. So, yeah. I guess to get on AEW, your goal is to just go to NXT, get fired, and you will immediately get to AEW. That's true. That's, if yeah. you're a wrestler, just go to NXT I, first and get fired. And then. I, I don't know who's going to take this belt off of Starks, except maybe. It's going to be Danhausen. Oh, God. <laughs> He is going to challenge for it. Yeah, he did come out afterwards and challenge him for next week. We're going to have a match, so. Mm. Answered by Denhausen. I hate, dude. I muted it. He walked out, and I fucking muted it. I I can't stand it. If he, hopefully, what I hope happens with this is, is uh, Hook comes out. Yeah. Beats up Danhausen. And it's like, and you think he's, you know, Team Taz, you know. But then he says, I want that belt. And then he goes for it. That's what I hope happens. That might turn the crowd against him, though, beating up Danhausen because people like Danhausen for some reason. Something needs to happen, though, because, yeah, I don't want to see Danhausen win this fucking title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got I hope Danhausen doesn't win that title. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we had Athena, Will, Nightingale, and Chris Statlander discussing that Chris Statlander cannot wrestle tonight, but uh, Will Nightingale is going to step in. Um, they didn't say why. No, they said she can't wrestle. It was weird. Um, Athena says it's a chance to reassess her goals. Uh, she says the TBS double looked great around her waist. Um, Statlander didn't seem too thrilled about that, but then she eventually was like, okay, cool. So are they already teasing distinction between these two already? Who knows? All I know is Willow Nightingale is ready-made for Ring of Honor. I hope. <laughs> uh, Tony Khan, before we get t- too far in, I guess yeah. I can mention this during the Ring of Honor predictions, but Tony Khan said that he is still working. He's talking with Warner Brothers. He's talking with all kinds of people to, to get ROH a TV deal or Look, some kind of deal. It won't be with Warner. Um, I can guarantee that. And he said it could be with uh, he because they got this their the BR sport what is it Bleacher Report Bleacher Report Live or BR Live yeah yeah that's what the ROH show is going to be on it's the first time it's been on that so yeah but I hope that the weekly show doesn't go to that because not very many people are going to be able to watch it yeah that would suck I really yeah. think they need for now just to do just to just do a YouTube show just to get people from back familiar with the company. Figure yeah. out who's going to be on this show. Who, get the get the feel of what you want this show to be before right. you put it on TV. 
Right. Um, he did also say that the Briscoes have signed exclusive deals with ROH. Basically yeah. means they will never appear in AEW. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be on ROH. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of ROH, uh, the a Triple A ROH and New Japan Tag Team Champions FDR come out for an entering segment. Um, this was this like a this is just an emotional like real promo here. Yeah, he uh, talked about uh, Dax Harwood talked about his his daughter and her struggles. Yeah, and I did not know any of this. And then he basically told the Briscoes he's going to fight like a little girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. His, his daughter had a hole in her heart. Yeah. Um, and she fought. And, and so, yeah, this was uh, not what I was used to from FTR, but it was a good, great promo. And um, it this will, is the year of FTR, let me tell you. Yeah, it'll be them versus the Briscoes in a two out of three falls match at. Um, I would think FTR. I was thinking. You know, I'm, I'll tell you later for our predictions. Okay. Go ahead. Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan versus Athena Will and Nightingale. I thought Kira Hogan looked like ass in this match. Oh, yeah. She, she, she messed up quite a few things. Hair. You know, what happened? Because <laughs> I thought she was decent in Impact. I know. But she got, she can't, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's, it's Athena. Maybe she doesn't wrestle good because of her because there's like legit heat between them. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think there still is legitimate heat between the two of them and they kind of, you know, can't and get on the keep, same page. They keep making them wrestle each other. <laughs> um, yeah. This match was all right. Once Jade got in, it was over really quickly. Um, Cargill. Jade, Jade looks like a star, man. Jade looks like a star. She pushed Athena into the steps and it was nasty. Yeah, uh, and then she got in the ring, uh, hit Willow with Jaded, and got the win. Um, Thunderstorm, were then backstage, rose up, cut a promo. Again, I just wish she wouldn't. <laughs> That's what Britt Brinkley did said too. Oh, uh, I, I know it sounds bad, but I just can't. It she's not good on the mic, and no. again, it has nothing to do with her language. It's just she doesn't know what she's gonna say. Yeah. Before she says it, she just is talking too fast for her brain to comprehend what's coming next, I think. And she just because she was talking about her challenger, some chick, Miyu Yamashita. Yeah, how'd she get to be number one contender? She beat her, she beat her in like Japan or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's getting a title shot. So they talked about that her. I think they showed it on Dark of all places because, you know, everyone watches Dark. Yeah, they've been doing that. They showed um, they uh, showed Pax. Fox. Yeah, yeah, his title defense on Dark too. Yeah. Hey, maybe it's making people want to watch that now. Maybe they're gonna keep doing that. Um, know. yeah. So then, uh, Britt Baker and Jimmy Hater interrupted, and they're gonna wrestle on Friday tonight. Yeah. Apparently, Mercedes Martinez has had three title defenses with the ROH Women's Championship on Dark and Dark Elevation. So, um, apparently, this all hands on. Deck meeting Nathan was not what we thought it was going to be. It okay. was basically just Vince McMahon saying goodbye. Okay. So it was like a raw, raw meeting. Uh, basically, everybody, I bet this was weird for a lot of people. <laughs> like, oh, I, I bet it was awkward as hell. Um, and basically, it was for Vince to say goodbye and for basically well, to call him irreplaceable. Well, I'll tell you what. 
they're gonna have to replace them pretty quick because we need a head of creative. Just so uh, you know. we have a show in like two hours that they have to do without yeah. him. So <laughs> and without Brock Lesnar, be... apparently. <laughs> I you, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up with people. I usually don't watch SmackDown live. Oh, this show is but... gonna be one of the most watched SmackDowns of all time. Yeah, you I'm know, gonna have to tune in tonight just to see yeah, what kind I'm of car crash it live. It, it, you've got to see what they're gonna do. Without Brock and with Vince, this new, it's going to be one of the, yeah, it's going to be one of the most. Uh, let's get to this shitty ass, terrible, stupid, nonsensical main event on Dynamite. The barbed wire everywhere match between Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston. It started off. Ah. <laughs> they had a microphone wrapped in barbed wire, which I assume was not real barbed wire because Justin Roberts was holding it. Well, it had a little bit of a handle. And so Jericho comes out wearing a dumbass mask. I instantly yep. was well first the the appreciation says I got walked in the cage. Yay. Kingston okay. comes in, it takes the microphone from him, hits Jericho with it, and Jericho is busted open. But Jericho didn't even try to hide the fact that he was blading himself. He did it middle of the ring, right in front of everybody with the camera locked in on him. And he did not it was like, oh, we're starting off great. <laughs> Uh, this was absolute terrible. I there was no wrestling here. It was just dumb, dumb shit after dumb shit. Barbed wire boards and throwing each other's nuts onto the boards. And <sighs> then Kay Tonti came down. Ruby Soho's yeah. out there because she's in control. She's a key carrier, and she apparently she is entrusted with lowering and raising the shark cage. Why? Right. Because they slammed her hand in the door, right? Why would you not have an official from AEW be the key carrier? I don't know. As a logical, but anyway, Tiger comes down, her and Ruby start spewing, brawling, and then Anna Jay comes down. Anna Jay then kicks Soho, and she makes the dumbest face I've ever seen as she's lowering the cage. I laughed. I rewound it, I laughed, I rewound it, and I laughed. This, what was the face she made? <laughs> uh, it was pretty weird looking. She was like, ooh, ready? And she was like, and she pushed it, and she did this little, like, half smile, stupid. Uh, then the cage got lowered, and Tay Conti could not unlock the cage, so that was hilarious. So they, had to, they, had to, they had to squeeze out. That's, these skinny motherfuckers squeezed in between the cage. Yeah. Them serious in a fight with Eddie Kingston. Oh my God. Anyway, they went through some more boards. It 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 came in. Sammy Guevara comes out. He attacks Kingston, and then helps Jericho uh, win the juice effect. But then it all went to shit afterwards. <laughs> I think they had to rush because they didn't realize what time it was and they had to get it over with. So after the match, Sammy Guevara pulls up Eddie Kingston. He's mm. holding him. Jericho has some barbed wire in his hand. He is going to hit Eddie Kingston. They're talking, visibly talking to each other. Eddie Kingston low blows Guevara way before Jericho, and then, and then Jericho runs. Eddie Kingston moves. Jericho and Guevara do a dance with each other. Kingston <laughs> goes for a back fist. Misses everybody. Physically, while well, you can tell he's pissed off, he just ends up shoving Guevara out of the ring, and then he threw Jericho into a bed of barbed wire. Yep. 
This was terrible. This was the worst dynamite main event I have ever seen. Yeah. So it was, it was a all. bad match. It was a bad match. But let's talk about the booking for just one second. The booking. Why stupid. would you have? Why would you have Jericho win this match? It makes no sense. They it's won. Their final. It's their final one-on-one match. Yeah. And you have Jericho win. Yep. That makes zero sense. And then they, but then they say he gets the moral victory because he threw him into the barbed wire yeah. at the end. But I'm like, Kingston doesn't need a moral victory. He needs a victory. <laughs> you know? Yeah, moral victories I, don't matter. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of that 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 baffled me. I yeah, feel this like, whole booking made no sense. Then you, like yeah, you I said, feel like, I feel like Jericho's got some kind of fucking. Well, then don't you, know. he don't you, he don't like to lose. You had you know Utah Moxley or Keith and Claudio come out. So Claudio, instead of focusing on his ROH World Title match, he comes out here and just gets involved in this nonsense. Yeah. For what reason? I, I have no idea. Like him and Kingston aren't friends. I know. Is he just out there because we were Utah and Moxley are out there? He's so like, I guess I'll go with my teammates. I guess. It was stupid. All right, let's uh it was dumb. It was dumb. Let's let's breeze through impact here, Ryan. Yes, impact wrestling. Uh we're on the road to some show. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie. I'm not hundred percent sure what show they're on the road to. Uh I will find out. Uh we started off with Mia Yim and Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green, who apparently have the team name of VXT. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's great. Uh, but VXT get a win. Their new move is a flipping stunner. Um, so yeah. I guess, yeah, they win. Yay. Uh, Mike Bailey defeated Diener to retain the X Division Championship. All right. Uh, Masha Slamovich defeated Madison Rain. Um, she still has her, uh, she, she was wearing a nose guard. Um, cause she still had a broken nose, but Slamovich ripped it off and then uh, broke her nose guard and then hit the snow plow for the win. A snow plow. Yeah. Um, honor no more. Mike Taven and Mike Bennett, the, uh, lost to the bullet club of Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Yeah. Um, due to Heath making a distraction. I can't believe Heath is a bad guy. What the hell? Uh, the referee was distracted by Canellis. Taven hits a low blow, but then Heath takes him out, and then Austin is winner. I don't know who the good guy and bad guy is here, because Bullet Club are technically heels. And does that mean Heath's joining Bullet Club? What is happening? Callahan then attacked Macklin backstage. Um, he was they were fighting. And then Moose also got involved, but then McAllen grabbed his phone and turned the lights out in order to disappear. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, Rosemary, Tyler, Jessica. It's not Havoc anymore. It's just Jessica now. Um, Jessica's a new character. She's not Havoc anymore. Um, yes, so that's the thing that's happening. Yeah, Alex Shelley versus Chris Saban, number one contenders match for the Impact Championship at Emergence. That's the next show. Um, right. So this was leading to I thought Chris Saban getting the title number one contendership, but no, 
Alex Shelley beat Chris Saban, and Alex Shelley is the number one contender for the Impact Championship. What the hell? Um, after the match, Saban helped Shelley up. Doring and Diener attacked the Mercy New Machine Guns. But guess what? Kushida runs down and makes the save to end the show. Well, he was the former teammate of yes. Alex Shelley in Japan. Um, but they're wrestling each other at some show coming up. I think it's like StarCast or something. Oh, it's at the... It's at it's the at Flair, the, isn't it? It's, it's at the Ric Flair's last match, yeah. So, what... <laughs> I don't know what's I, happening. <laughs> no, it's a New Japan show. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that same weekend, though, uh, it'll be Kushida and Alex Shelley for New Japan Music City Mayhem. Oh, okay. Uh, so, that show's also oh. happening July 30th. What? Lots of stuff happening this month. So that's happening Saturday as well. Um, so yeah, a bunch of stuff happening. So yeah, because she is now maybe not Impact fully, but he made his appearance on Impact. So yeah, I'm really surprised Kushida when he came back to New Japan, they didn't put him in the G1. Yeah, I really thought he was going to be in the G1. I figured that was going to be the thing, just because he'd never been in it. He's just back. Yeah. You know. um, it made sense, but whatever. Let's quickly go NXT UK, and then we will go over to the video games. Well, we got to do our predictions. Oh, yeah, we got to do predictions, too. Uh, Iowa Dawn defeated Fallon Henley. Um, yeah, she's over here, too, Nathan. Um, yeah. Next week, it was announced that Josh Briggs and Jensen will put the titles on the line against Wild Boar and Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Mastiff defeated Josh Morrell. Josh Morrell seems to be on the show every single week. He keeps getting beat, but he's still there. Uh, Amelia McKenzie defeated Nina Samuels. Uh, and then Trent Seven and Sam Gradwell had a match. Trent Seven gets the win. Um, after the match, though, Tyler Bate made his return and ran Trent Seven away. Mm-hmm. I would assume, again, we are still, they're taped so much in advance. They still have not started this tournament or whatever they're doing for the NXT UK Championship. It's still not been announced that he's not the champion because they did have a sit-down interview <laughs> with Ilya and Wolfgang. They might have booked like eight weeks in advance or something. But I would assume that the finals of the tournament is going to be Trent versus Tyler, right? I would hope so. Like, they're both in it. It's the biggest storyline going in, in NXT UK. It would only make sense. Yeah. All right. Let's do this ROH Death Before Dishonor predictions real quick because uh, it's not going to take us too long because there's not that many matches. All right. Um, let me find it here. I think there's five announced, five title matches, but I think they've announced a couple more. So. Um, they, oh, they did. They announced a six-man tag team title, which I yeah. think they, they have not mentioned those belts since he acquired it. So as far as I can see, we have six matches, all title matches. I like it. I like it. So, yeah, the six-man title matches are are here. And, uh, again, I didn't know they were going to keep those around. So Yeah. Let's go. I'm all ready. All right. So we'll start with that. Uh, the ROH six-man title match. Uh, of course, if you don't remember how this works, we pick a, we pick a winner. We assign a point total, one through six. Uh, if you get it right, you get the many points. Most points wins and gets the predictions championship, which is currently in possession of Nathan because he won yeah. 
He won Hell in a Cell or whatever the fuck last pay-per-view was. I don't remember what it was. We did. <laughs> um, AEW. That's what it was. Yeah. So, it'll, it'll be the righteous defending the ROH six-man tag championships. That is Vincent Bateman and Dutch versus Dalton Castle and the boys. Well, I'll start off here since I'm the champ. And, uh, well, Ryan, considering... Uh, considering uh, the righteous aren't even a group anymore, technically, because uh, one of them's an impact. Yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely going with uh, the boys in Dalton Castle here. Um, I'm gonna go three points. Yeah, I. I mean, yeah, Vincent being a part of uh, no honor or honor no more seems to be. Uh, I mean, pretty- we we are in an era of wrestling though where people who are on multiple shows True. and so he, he, they could keep them, but I'm, I'm going, I'm going, they need to give Dalton castle something, give him some love for sticking with ROH, you know? Um, yes, I'm, I don't know. You, you, you did just say we were in a new era of wrestling. People could work everywhere. Um, why not? I think the righteous retain. We haven't even heard about this title. I didn't even know it still existed. I think the righteous retain two points. Yeah, one of them, one of the righteous is in New Japan Strong. One of Payton, them's in yeah. Impact, and I don't know where the other guys. I don't even know who uh, Dutch is. Yeah, he's oh. a big, big ugly some bitch. Oh, uh, Bateman follows me on Instagram. So, shout out to That's Bateman. Weird. That's weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, singles match for the ROH Women's Championship: Mercedes Martinez defending against Serena Deeb. I'm going to say she just won the title. Uh, I don't, I seriously doubt they're going to have her lose it on her. I think, well, technically it's not her first defense. I don't think no, but no, her first pay-per-view like defense. Yeah. Um, I think Martinez wins four points. Well, you know, put a little road warriors there. Well, <laughs> I'm going to swing the other way, Ryan. Ooh. Martinez, you know, she's at the tail end of her career. I mean, both of these chicks are. Let's yeah, be what are we talking about? Serena Dean's like 40. <laughs> but, but you know, they gave gave Martinez the nod because, you know, she didn't do hardly anything in, in WWE. And uh, I think they're going to do the same for Deep here, Ryan, because they, they obviously aren't going to give her the, the AEW Women's Championship. Yeah. So I say they give her something. And I think it's going to be this. I'm going to say one point, Serena Deeb. One point. All right. Uh, next matchup, we were Utah and Daniel Garcia. Pure wrestling rules match for the ROH Pure Championship. This is weird. Uh, You've got two legitimate AEW people in this match. Well, yeah, but I also, I also think when ROH really becomes a thing, Okay. Both these guys will be there. I think both these guys will be there. Uh, and I think uh, Wheeler Yuta, they're going to keep him going. He hasn't defended this title much. I think he also may have defended this title on Dark or Dark Elevation. Um, I, yeah. So I think uh, I think Yuta is going to keep this belt. I'm going to say two points. I'm going to go the opposite way. I think Daniel Garcia, this is going to be his first. They obviously like the kid. 
They think he has something. I think this is going to be his first test. They're going to give him this title, see how he handles it, see if he can, you know, what he does with it, and then he's going to move on eventually. But I think Gander Garcia, three points. I, I'm liking this. We're, we're different on all three matches so far. Uh, yeah. Uh, two out of three falls for the ROH World Tattoo Championships, the champions FTR defending against the Briscoe Brothers. Yeah. Their first uh, match was insane. Whew. This one has all the makings to be even better. This is a tough one because two reasons. One, FTW just cut that amazing promo. They have all these belts. I would really still like to see them go for the AEW titles, have all the belts. Yeah. But on the other hand, they just re-signed the Briscoes. Briscoes have uh, sworn allegiance to ROH. Ah. Man, I'm on it. I, I, I think I'm going to stick with FTW or FTW, FTR. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go FTR. I'm going to say four points. Oh, God. That's yeah. going to be a rough one. I, I would have said FTR. Um, if it's not for the fact that they said DeVrisco signed exclusive contracts with ROH. Yeah, but man, Ryan, after cutting that promo about his yeah, little oh, girl, they're going to yeah, have Yeah, I know. I mean, again, that promo is about to sway me too. I I don't know, man. This one is the one match where I have no – it could go either way. Briscoe's coming back. They're all ROH. I mean, they've, they're they're the heart and soul of ROH. Right. But FTR are on a roll of a lifetime. And, again, I'm kind of with you in the fact that I kind of want to see them challenge for the AEW titles with all four titles. Right. I would love to see that. Um, I don't know, man. I, You know what? We haven't agreed this whole time. Uh, I think I want to say FTR, too. I, I I, just don't want to see it end. I want to see right. FTR's on the roll of a lifetime. I want to see him win this. And then I want to see them, I guess, I guess, for Swerving Our Glory at the pay-per-view for, for the ROH, for the AEW title. If they can somehow hold out and keep all three of these titles until all out yeah and win the and win the those belts there that would be insane that would be i don't know titles all, well the thing is if all i don't know if the other two companies you know i don't know what their plans are for those belts so it's yeah. like if i'm if i'm aw i want to get those belts on them quick but i also want that big moment at all out so i'm like mm-hmm. yeah um but i'm going to say mm. Oh boy, I five points. Woo-hoo-hoo. Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal for the RH World Television Championship. We have not seen Samoa Joe in about a year. I, yeah. um, it's been a long time since he's been here. He, I guess, he is officially going to be here and wrestle, but I haven't, we haven't seen him. Um, instead, uh, Chris Christopher Daniels has been doing like all the talking for him and been talking with Jay Lethal. So, yeah. Interesting here. Uh, Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe, two guys who I would not have thought would be an R, would like I'd see wrestling for an ROH title in 2022, but here we are. Yeah, especially the <laughs> mid card title. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about this is we got both of these guys, I could see, well, more Jay Lethal than, than Samoa Joe, but. 
I figured he would be an aid, like he was going to be a big player in AEW. Yeah. Because they brought him in and he's, 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 he's Jay Lethal, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't think he'd want, they'd want him to just go back to being the guy of ROH. Yeah. So, but Samoa Joe, I mean, Samoa Joe, yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> them wanting him on AEW. But Joe, I don't think he can wrestle much anymore. Well, it's apparent he has one match in NXT. He gets injured. He has one match in ROH and gets injured. But I think he somehow gets the upper hand here and wins this match. So I'm going to go Samoa Joe five points. And then I think he's going to lose it to a younger star for a ring of honor. And, and then Jay Lethal's going to go. I think he's going to stay on AEW. Yeah, I don't know. This whole AEW, AEW, ROH basically being one company right now, but not one company, but it really throws off who you think is going to win these title matches. And yeah. it, eventually they're going to have to do a, a like, they're going to have to determine who's where. Yeah. And are they, I mean, is again, Jay Lethal on ROH for a while as champion, or it's either going to be, or Samoa Joe? I, I don't know. I think Joe isn't in the best shape no he's um, not and i don't know if he's going to be able to hold on to this title longer than this well and... i'll take one more defense he loses he wins this one somehow and then loses the next one that's what i think um i i'm gonna say lethal um Ooh. and i'm gonna go six points that's my walk oh my god oh it's gonna be interesting and your main event, ROH World Championship, the champion Jonathan Gresham with Tully Blanchard defending against Claudio Castagnoli. No build to this match. It's just happening. But it's going to be a banger match. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going to be a technical masterpiece. Um, this is another toughie for me, Ryan, because it's kind of the same logic with uh, Jill Ethel. Yeah. You bring, you bring him in. You bring him in, and you bring Claudio in with he's the, he's probably the one of the, you know he's not a huge name from WWE. He's a big name though, and it's like you bring him in, and ah, but that'd be huge for his Ring of Honor brand if he's the face of it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I think I think the Ring of Honor champion could be the exception. Maybe you could have him on both shows. Just as long as it's Claudio for a while. <laughs> even 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 after they you know split this apart. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Claudio wins this, Ryan. Six points. Woo! I realized I left my one point for the main event, but it's okay. Um I didn't realize I did that. Uh oh yeah i don't know though jonathan gresham i mean he's signed a deal but i i don't remember i don't know if it's for the aew deal like he's been on aew but i guess he signed to aew but again does that mean I anything he, i think he'll <laughs> stick around with more of ring of honor i think um i he just turned heel Plus, he's in the stable with Ring of Honor, so yeah. And he he would we just turned heel. 
That's true. I may have screwed myself. Which is why I'm saying Gresham one point, because he just turned heel. This match kind of got thrown together out of nowhere. There's not really much build to it. Um, that's why I think it's it, Gresham's going to win, just because I, I just, you know, with no build and a, and a recent heel turn, I think it's the recipe for him to win. But again, I, you never know with ROH. You never know with Tony Khan. Right. He may book ROH completely different than he books AEW. True. So uh, it's going to be an interesting show. I think I could, this is today as you're listening to this uh, tonight. So it's going to be a very good show. More matches may get added because they seem to do that. Sometimes they just add a match in that day of the show. Uh, so if that happens, we'll obviously be predicting those because we don't know about it. So those are the six we're All predicting. Right, uh, and on uh, the show, we'll see who the champions. Yeah. All right. Before we go to video games, Ryan, we got one more thing of wrestling to do. We're gonna have a short video games this 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 yeah, uh, today. So we're not gonna have much. But uh, we, we got one more wrestling thing to do, Ryan. We need to update. We need an update on the standings for the G1 since we do have yes. the belt on the line in that also. Yeah, this is weird. Uh, we got two things going on at one time. Belts on the line. This one's not gonna end for eighteen days. Um. Yeah. So we have night. Uh, three happened last night. Um, night four will happen tonight or tomorrow night. So right. we got one more night in. Um, happened on this show. Yajiro Takahashi defeated David Finley in D Block. All right. Tama Tonga. Those, defe- those guys are kind of evenly matched. They're kind of even evenly on in the booking. Uh, Tama Tonga defeated Chase Owens in B Block. Badlock Fallway defeated Lance Archer by countout in A Block. Oh, that was one of my oh shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm in trouble. Um, and Hiroki Goto defeated Tetsuya Naito, who was my pick to win C Block. So there you go. Oh god, he's on. Oh man, <laughs> we're in trouble here. Uh, coming up, night four will be. Zack Saber Jr. versus Aaron Hanare in C Block. Yoshihatsu versus Shinzo Tatagi in D Block. Katsuja Okada versus Toro Yano. That's interesting in A Block. And Tomohiro Ishii versus Jay White in B Block. And then also yeah. Sunday uh, will be night five. And it'll be uh, El Fantasmo versus Takahashi in D Block. Sonata versus Taichi in B Block. Cobb versus Fallway in A Block. And Tanahashi versus Night though. C block. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some piece of stuff going on here. Yeah, I like, I like how it. this happens. Like the G one happens, and every other title just it all just stops. There's oh, like yeah, no other title big... matches. There's nothing. No, it's, just... it's it's all eight man tags and yeah, and, and the G one matches. It's always like eight man or six man tags, and then yeah, G one. Yep. No other titles even matter right now. Nope. I'm surprised talking they're about you. They're all in the. They're all in the damn thing. Why is Taka um, not in it? Who? Taka Michinoku. Ryan, he's 50-something years old. Well. <laughs> anyway, let's jump, to, let's jump to video games here, Ryan. Yeah, so we don't have a lot. Um, uh, news-wise, we're going to keep this kind of short because we were going long here today. Um, not really, but, you know, it's about... Uh, um, we'll start, start with Nintendo, Ryan. We got new games on the service on the on Nintendo Online. We got NES and SNES games added out of nowhere. Yay. Like 
They drop these damn things out of nowhere. They don't tell you at all. Yeah, they just show up. Um, not so, really. Not really. Um, well, not a lot here. So we'll start with NES. This game is a Famicom game, which is the Japanese version of Nintendo, uh, the NES. It's called da- Davia. Davia Story 6, Imperial of Nursarita. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so this game is kind of weird. You start out on a map. It's like, a, it looks like it's going to be a, like a, a shooter with a, so it starts out as a top, looks like a shooter, kind of like a, you know, vertical, horizontal shooter game. But then you go to one of the little, little brown squares on the map. Then it turns into a platforming run and gun shooter. Yeah. So very strange. I guess you go to each one of them, clear it out. I'm assuming. Uh, like I said, this is a Famicom game. They're a little more advanced on Famicom than the NES. I don't see any NES game doing something like this. So, uh, yeah. Graphically uh, wise, it's, it's not great, but you know, it's different. So I might check it out. Um, and then uh, for the two SNES games, uh, Kirby's Avalanche and Fighters History. So these two games are interesting. Uh, Kirby's Avalanche Ryan is basically. Puya Puya. Actually, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, that's and 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 the same as me, uh, Mean Bean Machine on Sega Genesis is Puya Puya. Yeah, all three the of these games yeah. are exactly the same. So they just have different characters on them. That's yep. all. Yep. And so you played one, you played them all. This was it's whatever. Um, and then the other game, Ryan, it's very strange because this game got a little controversy behind it when it came out because it's basically a street fighter clone but it's not just a street fighter clone it is like all the characters do a lot of the same moves as street fighter and they look like street fighter it's uh they there was a lawsuit on this game when it came out so it's really weird that they put this on the Nintendo online service before a lot of other games. I'm just saying, what the hell? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I might, like, why would you? <laughs> I might check these out, uh, you know, except for the Kirby game. I mean, I've played that game in many other forms. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah mean, no, no real need to play uh, that one. Yeah. Um, Elsewhere, uh, there's a huge GTA Online update because, yes, we still get updates for this game. It'll be coming July 26th. Um, it's going to be the biggest. It's going to actually – it's called the Criminal Enterprise Update. Um, it's adding a new series of missions that players teaming up against the IAA. Um, it's also going to, like, um, nerf, um, like, some of the – annoying shit that happens on online so uh, so yeah it's it's a massive update um it's coming a couple days i have not played gta in probably five years yeah so i i have no idea but it's having a lot of changes so there's still you know this fucking game still going i can't believe it <laughs> It's been a fucking decade now, and it's still, <laughs> still on. Jesus Christ, dude! I, 
I would have never imagined when that game first came out that we'd still be talking about it in 2022. <laughs> like, yeah. Holy crap. Um, what else we got, Nathan? Any other news? You know, there wasn't a lot. lot. There wasn't, there wasn't a, lot. a lot, and there wasn't a lot, and a lot of the news for video games is basically a lot of the video game news sites have been covering Comic Con. Yeah. <laughs> Or all the news is Stray. That is yeah. literally all it is. Like everyone's just talking about Stray. Um, so yeah, um, I do know that a leak came out on PlayStation. Uh, I think we talked about this last time. I don't know, but the remaster. Uh, did we talk about that? The of remaster. Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it okay. came out. Yeah, we talked about that in the last episode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's the one leak. There was another leak of uh this happens every yeah every Nintendo release gets this leak. Uh it gets leaked out online. I, I guess I guess somebody gets a, a a a copy of the game early and then starts leaking it online for some reason. And that's uh the new Xenoblade uh got leaked online. The only way you can download it and play it on your Switch though is if you have a hacked switch, which you can't hack the new switch. The the only switches you can hack are the ones from the first two years it came out. And those are all been sold, so you'd have to already have one. So so it's not a you know, it's whatever. But yeah, that got leaked out. That happens every time Nintendo releases a game though. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's that. The only thing I have is the new Warner Brothers fighting game multiverses is coming out. The open beta would be July 26th, but we are getting more and more um, uh, details on the roster. Um, The roster right now, this is the greatest group of people I've ever seen on one game. This is awesome. We've got the Iron Giant, Taz, Velma, Arya Stark, Batman, Bugs Bunny, Finn the Human from Adventure Time, Garnett, Harley Quinn, Jake the Dog, Rain Dog, Shaggy, Steven Universe, Superman, Tom and Jerry, Wonder Woman. Those will all be on when it launches. And then coming soon, we have Rick and Morty and LeBron James. Yeah, so this game, you know, that's a weird group of characters. <laughs> a and, little bit. But what's crazy is they, you know, they could have 500 people in this yeah, game. Yeah, Warner Brothers is huge, dude. Like they own but so much. This is basically a Smash Brothers game. Yeah. Uh, that's how but it's two v two though. Like. But it's two v two, so it's a little different. A little different. Um. Yeah, but they 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 could own you know DC and Warner Brothers. Uh, there's a lot out there that they can throw into this game. So. Yeah. Yeah. They. I might yeah, check it out. Uh, we'll see how this works. Uh, Nickelodeon released one of these. Yeah, it was not great. Yeah, so let's hope Warner Brothers does a little bit better. But this but, one's going to be free, so uh, that makes it me a little even more weary about it. But okay, <laughs> what it says? Uh, all right, Ryan. Let's see here. Uh, I, I I'm gonna do a little quick review of uh, Resident Evil series on ooh, Netflix. Oh boy, because that came out and uh, I like it. I know a lot of people didn't. But I like it. It's a lot like The Walking Dead, the way it, the way the story bounces between 
like it takes place in 2036, I think. But it goes back to 2022. It kind of bounces between those two dates, those two years. Um, and it takes place. It's it's this is based out of the video games, Ryan, but not the old ones. I mean, it, it is, but it ain't. It takes place right after uh, the, the 2022 part takes place right after Resident Evil Village. Right yeah. after the new game. Huh. And so it's continuing on from there. And then we jump, jump all the way to 2036. So it's all new characters. So people are, you know, might be upset that they're not going to see, you know, some of the characters. But, I mean, they could in the next, you know, the next season or something. Maybe some of the old characters that are still alive come back. You know, maybe Leon will make a yeah. – maybe Leon and Claire will be in there. I don't know. But – uh but yeah, so it's pretty interesting. I like it. The zombies are fast, which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I kind of like it. I like the way it's. I like the way it's uh, shot. I like the graphics. The the giant animals and shit that they have in it look pretty good. Like it's CG, and you can tell it's CG. But it's good for a Netflix show, and uh, definitely good for a video game show. Uh, so hopefully it gets a uh, season two <laughs> and then, uh, if it gets a season two, then like I said, maybe we'll see some characters from the past. They did say it's all continuity. So yeah, I Interesting. mean, it is, I will so definitely, I, I have a feeling that, that the fans aren't liking it because it is sl a little slow paced, but that's, that's a TV show, man. They ain't going to make it bam, 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 bam. You know, yeah. you got you got to draw out these episodes, and I think they also don't like it because there's no characters from the games. But that's also because it's taking place in the you know 2036. So, hmm. I mean, like I said though, they they could show up. Yeah, I mean, I might have to check it out. Um, I don't know, get some free time this weekend. I will see if I can check it out. The creators said that. Uh, the creator said that the movie that came out, the Welcome to Raccoon City or whatever, that basically showed the events of the first game. Yeah. First and second game. Uh, I guess kind of first, second, and third, the way it was shot. But uh, they said that that, that 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 movie really doesn't have any – that was just a different telling of the of the first three games. But they said that, that, that's, that that's not part of their thing. They're going just off the video games, they said. So, huh? All so right, I, I like it. Brian, did this. you play? Did you play the the game that you've been talking about for the last two months? I, uh, as the whatever it's called, as Dusk Falls, I did start it. Um, I will have a full review next week for sure. Um, with work, it's basically kicking my ass right now, so I haven't had a lot of time to play it. I will definitely play it a lot this weekend. Um, I did get a little bit start on it. Right now, I like it, um, but I don't have enough. I haven't played it enough to really give any sort of thoughts on it. Um, but as what I played, it seems pretty fun for me, and it's an interesting story from what I gathered so far. So, yeah, all right, that's pretty cool. I will definitely have a review of that game next week on this show. So, all right, 
All right. I think that's going to wrap this thing up. What a show. We weren't expecting uh, a lot that's going to happen, but um, this was a different show than we're used to. A lot more news heavy on this one. <laughs> yeah. If we went a little long, we apologize. But, you know, with everything coming out, we kind of had to talk about it all. So, as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Um, follow all the social media at Sabri ENT for all, you know, just to follow us for information and, and videos and whatnot. Um, you can email us at Sabri ENT1 at gmail.com. For Nathan, I am Ryan reminding you to always hit your spots and set your scores. Later.